0: Yeah.
1: What you're about to hear is a teaser for our new bonus episodes we are doing every week for the new Abnormal listeners who sign up for Beast Inside. To start things off, we have a very special guest with the one and only Cory Booker, who is a junior senator from the state of New Jersey and a former mayor of Newark, New Jersey. To hear this, along with the rest of our upcoming bonus episodes, head to newabnormal.thedailybeast.com I always start with this question it's really bad
0: what broke Devin Dunos's brain? That's an interesting question. You always start with that question. She is the Ahab to Devin Nunes' brain's white whale.
1: It's a phenomenon that's happened with Republicans where they go over to this weird world.
0: It is difficult for me to see people who openly spoke about Donald Trump when he was running that this would cause a sort of a cataclysmic breaking of the Republican Party. So people who predicted that. And now to watch them contort themselves to try to defend or obscure or ignore Donald Trump's sort of behavior that is indeed, I think, not just damaging America, but I really think hurting the Republican Party in significant ways. And so I try not to wrap my head around what people are thinking to get that done and just put myself in this space of every single day working to protect, resist, overcome The things that he's doing. So, Corey, what is it like in the Senate right now? Do you feel like a change in the chemistry in the Senate at all? Well, I think that what people are realizing is this could be the end for Republican Party dominance for at least two years, but maybe longer. And that's pretty significant because, first of all, the Senate is not a Democratic institution in terms of voting. I mean, we're only 47 senators, but we represent millions of more votes than the senators in the Republican Party. A clear example of that, obviously. Is a California senator is a state that represents 40 plus million people, while a senator from a very low population state, Idaho or Wyoming. So the Senate is shifted because of that to being a more agrarian body. It's more of a, a lot of the interests of higher population areas of our country aren't as equally represented. And this gives the Republican Party a lot of advantages right now, the way the demographics are. But that could be coming to an end. This could really be a time where Donald Trump has signaled a new era. of the Republican Party. And frankly, one of those new eras is very clearly what Nixon started, which was this great Southern strategy, which was very much steeped in racial animus, very much steeped in fear-mongering and demagoguery. And Trump is trying to, in many ways, embody a far more extreme version that Richard Nixon was with his calls for, quote-unquote, law and order, with his calling peaceful protesters thugs, with him trying to make people afraid and use that as a political strategy as opposed to the higher virtues of our society. So it does seem like all of it's running together at one time. I love what you just said, but I, I have one question. Have you met America? I don't know if you guys heard, but I ran for president. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> So I traveled this nation in a way I've never traveled before and had incidences from really tense moments on airplanes where people came at me with vitriol just by seeing me. I triggered them to the larger groups of my own party. One of my favorite moments on the campaign was one of my first big town halls in Iowa. And I'm running towards a stage. And this is the energy of our party, which is has faced a lot of trauma and has faced a lot of uh, hurt. And often our reactions to that is to meet that hurt by trying to hurt. And so I'm running to a stage and a big guy sees me and I'm a big guy myself. And we have this moment at the side of the stage before I jump on where he goes, dude, I want you to punch Donald Trump in the face. And I look at him and I go, dude, that's a felony. That's not how we win. That's not how America wins by, you know, we didn't beat demagogues in our history. If you think of everybody from McCarthy to Bull Connor, I mean, we didn't beat Bull Connor by bringing bigger dogs and bigger fire hoses. We beat them by taking that negative energy And that darkness And outdoing it with light And with positive energy And so running around this country I got a really good connection With the heart of our country And when you challenge that spirit I told the guy Like let me show you why That's not the energy with which we win from We don't win by being Trying to out Trump Or trying to match him on his turf On his terms No we win by calling to the greater Moral imagination of this country And for me it was a very remarkable Rewarding a way to run a presidential campaign because often I'd have to make the case. I'd have to talk to people uh, because a lot of the energy is let's do to them what they've been doing to us. But when you walk people through the case, I found as one a CNN reporter wrote in a sort of a epitaph at the end of my campaign that like going to our campaign events was, uh, she said, sort of snarky, like it was like going to an Oprah show because at the end there were tears. There was this affirmation of the best of who we are. There was this sort of aspirational energy that really I think people would actually come to hear me take the time, would realize that this is actually who we want to be as a nation, not the kind of degrading, demeaning experiences we're having now with the current leadership.
1: I love that. You have me totally. And I'm sure Rick is less on board, but
0: not from a partisan way, just because I'm so cynical and
1: he's very cynical.
0: My soul is so dead from 30 years of Republican politics. It's
1: very charred.
0: (laughs) On that note, we'll wrap up this episode of The New Abnormal from The Daily Beast. In future episodes, we'll be talking with smart folks from The Daily Beast and beyond from media, culture, politics, and science who will help us understand what's happening to our country and the world.